If you want some, come get some. What is up? Welcome into the Full Coverage Football Show. My name is Jeremy Somerville. That is my co-host, Mr. Drew Ward. Brother, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. Welcome back, brother. Welcome back. Feels like we've been gone forever, but hey. It does. We're always around. We're always here. Welcome in. Pull up a chair. Grab a cold drink. Let us know what you're drinking tonight. Hopefully something good. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And relax for the next 90 minutes after you hit those like, share, and subscribe buttons. And then let us entertain you and inform you. Big fun show tonight. We got so much going on tonight. We're going to bring at Detroit BC on. As we do every week, we're going to talk DFS. We're going to see what Jalen Hurts' value is. Drew and I are going to do some GM interviews. I will do the Jaguars as well as the Falcons. Drew will have the Texans and his Lions. And we'll have to talk about those Lions because some big news happened since we've been gone. Drew had to celebrate, party, and enjoy. The fact that finally you are done with the Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn era. Yeah. First, we're going to open the show by talking about the hottest toy of the season. Move over, Elf on a Shelf. It's time for Wentz on a Bench. We are going to talk Carson Wentz and what happened with Carson Wentz, who three years ago was an MVP candidate. And now he's been benched for Jalen Hurts, who a couple years ago got benched for Tua, and the NFL thought he was a running back. And to help us figure out what happened to Carson Wentz, we're going to bring on Chris Infante of the Philly Sports Network, the co-host of the Flipping the Bird podcast, available wherever you get your pods. Let's bring him on and get this show started. Chris, brother, how you doing tonight? I've been better. I, just, I, I sliced my finger today while uh, cutting some <laughs> sweet potatoes. So oh, man. Add, add, add that to the misery of an Eagles fan. This, this <laughs> Fighting through the pain. Yeah, yeah. Pretty week to week like Miles Sanders is every yeah, week. For, yeah, I might be out for the season. Oh, man. That's crazy. Uh, that's, Thank you for coming on the show tonight, first of all. No, we appreciate no you hanging out with us. Man, what happened to Carson Wentz? What happened to this guy? A, a multitude of things. You know, it's it's like, is he coachable? Is he not coachable? Are the coaches that he was coachable with? out of there now are they in maybe midwest in the end like are they in indiana right now are they unemployed like the filippo or you know is it you know is he just being coddled to the point where he lets the coaches let him do what he wants to do at the line and what he wants to do at the line is isn't that great so uh you you look at doug's comments on how he's gonna run the offense on sunday you know established a one quick quick passes on slants and screens and all that and we're like where has that been all this time and that that begs the question does Carson have a little too much power at the line of scrimmage where you know Doug kind of threw him under the bus a few weeks ago when uh he was asked you know why weren't there any rollouts and Doug said well I called rollouts but they were checked out at the line for runs and then we look at the second half of that Seattle game like well there was only two runs Mm -hmm. and so how many times did you really call out uh, rollouts but it's it's just like it's it's so many things at once, and I hate to put it all on Carson, right? Because it's just been a domino effect of all these different moves. You know, you started Howie, and I have to give Howie credit. You know, he was sent to the back of the bus pretty much, uh, and the back of the room, and the back of everything, and um, when Chip Kelly was there, and then when he's back, he 
destroyed he he dismantled what Chip Kelly built and he brought it back into a Super Bowl contender mm-hmm. and, and and a Super Bowl winner. And but then you take that one year miracle and you say, well, what did he do to prepare for the rest of the career of Carson Wentz? It's great to have all these one-year deals and two-year deals that are, you know, Torrey Smith, Patrick Robinson, LeGarrette Blount. Um, you know, Jay Jai was great for that year. And then he gives us four games in 2018 and then he comes back for a really bad reunion last year. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Long gave us two phenomenal years and then he's gone. But what have you done? to prepare for the, the eventual departures. You know, LeGarrette Blunt still hasn't been replaced. Yeah. Uh, Torrey Smith finally was kind of replaced with John Hightower. You tried to do it with Mike Wallace, and that didn't work out. Um, and, you know, Chris Long is gone, and who's replacing him? Derek Barnett and, and, and Josh Sweat have shown flashes, but they really don't look like the answers. Brandon Graham's going to be older next year. And after a freak start to the year, He's kind of been, you know, targeted by offensive lines now, and he's just been taken out. Now now that coincides with Fletcher Cox dominance the last few weeks because now they're focusing on Brandon Graham. But this whole team built by Howie was really built for the, I need to fix Chip Kelly's mess now, and then we'll figure it out later, especially with his contracts. You know, you give yeah. Alshon Jeffrey that contract extension, then now it's, it's like this team is built with a whole bunch of Bobby Vanillas from the Mets, you know, and and like we're going to be paying Alshon Jeffrey forever. We're going to be paying, you know, all these guys forever, and, and especially if you cut trade Carson Wentz, the dead cap is is it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know? ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, and then you look at Doug and how he's been coaching this team. Why are you sending Greg Ward on screens? Like, why aren't you handing the ball off to one of the like maybe a top five, top eight running back in the league? Why aren't you putting him more involved? And, like, why is he being involved maybe – like, last game, five runs on that first series? And then where was he the rest of the game, you know? We were like, wow, yeah. is he really changing this up now? And then we're like, nope, it's, okay, never mind. And it's it's incredible how far this coaching staff has dropped since that Super Bowl win. And it's just, and it's just trickled down to Carson. You know, we see this this guy for the first four years who's been who has been in the top in discussion of top quarterbacks for the whole mm-hmm. league. Yeah, and you know, not only just in Eagles history, just like wow, look at the start of this guy out of North Dakota. Who would have thought? Look at him now, ninety-seven touchdowns in four years, and now it's just like wow, everybody wants to get off the the Wentz wagon after one bad year. I'm not like I, I think the benching was warranted. Obviously, he's, he sucked this year. I don't think you should move on. I'm, I'd rather not see Doug. I'd rather see Howie leave and let someone come in and be like, "I'm going to build this team really how you should how she be built before Doug leaves." But I I have a feeling Doug leaves before Howie does, and and people want to say, you know, no one's going to want to come with a broken quarterback. A guy's going to come, a coach is going to come to fix him. They're going to Absolutely. look at the 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 total package of Carson Wentz is. A, a, a man amongst men in this court on this quarterback in this league. It's a quarterback driven league. You cannot deny what he's done from 2016 to 2019. As a rookie, he started out hot, three and zero, and then he had, and then he fell off as a rookie. And then you got 2017. It happens to everyone. Yep. 2017, you get the MVP like season. 2018, he was rushed back, and he still got 21 touchdowns and seven interceptions. 
Um, and then last year, he brought the whole team from the dead with a bunch of Walmart employees at wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> and so this year, all of a sudden, we want to harp on the guy like, oh, he's been bad. He hasn't been bad his whole career. You know, right. he's shown flashes of dominance at, at times. And now we're seeing a guy trying to do too much within a, in a play, in a scheme that's really too little. And now Doug is about to have his backup quarterback go on a run again. You know, we we saw it with Foles, and now we're going to see it with Hurts. It's just it's it's Absolutely. incredible in such a bad position once it's been done, and it's not taken away from the fact that he's been really bad this year. It's just it's been a whole big. It's just there's a lot of blame to go around, and I just don't like seeing like blame just being put on. Not even like just on Howie. Like I I I, I don't like Howie, but I don't like being blamed. Blame Everybody deserves a piece of the pie. Yeah, it's absolutely everyone in that organization right now. And Carson, you look at him, he had the numbers, 33 touchdowns, seven picks in 2017. He was okay the next couple seasons. And then this year, even if you look at his numbers, 16 touchdowns, 15 picks, but it's the fumbles. I mean, he had 16 fumbles last year, 10 fumbles this year. And we were talking before the show, it's like he'll hold the ball in his hand like Statue of Liberty, like he's got three-year-olds running around him and he's trying to keep the ball from him. Right. That is one thing that needs to be fixed on that team, but you hit it on the head with Howie Roseman and how he has not fixed that offensive line, especially. Oh. You keep bringing back Jason Peters, who's 56 years old, hoping you strike lightning in a bottle. to rotate him all over the line just because yeah. he's nicked up. Yeah. yeah. Just to try and hide him. It, yep. You know, it's it's not – like a bad player is going to show himself mm-hmm. after a while. <laughs> yep. Like And, and – it is so there's so much lightning about it you can catch you know we love Travis Fulgham for his first five game the first five five game stretch and now he's a ghost partly because Alshon Jeffrey's back for whatever reason and the other part is defenses are now scheming on him and he has yet to show that he can do that against schemed mm-hmm. defenses so it's like all these things we would say I love Travis Fulgham I absolutely love him but we want to like. We're such prisoners of the moment, like, holy wow, he's been and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'm I'm you know, I've been tweeting his stats over five weeks and all this stuff. I'm trying to see where it's been ranked in Eagles history. And it's fun to do, but you gotta look at the big picture. Like this team still needs a wide receiver or two next year. It's great. Of course you wanna keep Fulgham and see if he, he can prolong that. But in a perfect scenario, Alshon Jeffrey's gone. Yeah. Sean Jackson's gone. J Jaw's gone. You know, so you're you're looking at a wide receiver core next year, led by Jalen Ragor, led by John Hightower, Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, and Quez Watkins. You you need to upgrade that. Well, you need bodies that are available. I right. mean, over the last two seasons, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, I, I he might just be done. Um, oh, he can't stay on the field. And like you hit it on the head, I, I think it's funny to hear today how Doug Peterson says, "Oh, we're really going to make sure we establish the run and." And he bails on it every week. Miles Sanders gets bailed on. He's underutilized, in my opinion. And and it's a trickle-down effect across the entire offense and, and you know, across the entire team. Yeah, it, it is ridiculous. But hopefully soon, you know, we only have four weeks left, and we know the last four weeks last year what happened. And, and mm-hmm. if, if, if Hertz goes on a run like that, we are in for – a long ass <laughs> off season. It's going to be a hell of an off season for you guys. Oh, no. Do you think that they made the change this week as Doug Peterson looks forward to maybe save his job? I think, and I was talking about this on the pod that we did on Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. I I have a little conspiracy that when Doug, if when Doug leaves, he might try and take Hertz with him wherever he goes. Okay. Like, like, like I have this scenario in my head where he goes to Denver for whatever reason, and 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 Denver's not sold on Drew Locke. Nope. 
And right. maybe they trade for Hurts, where, and then they have an offense where it's Hurts, Philip Lindsay, and Melvin Gordon in the backfield, and then you have Jerry Judy, Hamler, Coming Sutton. Loaded. You got Fant. It's that's loaded offense. You got Von Miller coming back for the defense next year, and it's it's that that's a force to be reckoned with in the AFC West. Absolutely. Uh, or on the flip side, it, it maybe Doug's playing hurts to show that he can. You know, Wentz doesn't really want to be that mobile right now. He's all in the mm-hmm. pocket, or he's you know the rollouts. Is it Wentz's fault or is it Doug's fault? Um, maybe he wants to show that he can build the offense around a mobile quarterback. And then you look at Houston, who has Deshaun Watson. And he can he can say that hey whoever to whoever's in charge you know Bob McNair hey look what I did with Jalen Hurts this is what I can do with Deshaun Watson or nice. he can go over to Joe yeah. Douglas and 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 the Jets and say this is what I did with Jalen Hurts look what I I could probably do this with Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. so he, he maybe he's auditioning his playbook and himself to other teams with the Jalen Hurts move not that it's again not that it's not warranted that we should see what we got in a second round pick but. I think it's more of Doug auditioning for another team rather than I think the writing is on the wall with because Carson's going to be here next year. Yep. His contracts are movable. The cap, yeah, exactly. It says so. I think I think the only way it's a possibility is if you see a restructure this month. Um, maybe Lori and Roseman go to Wentz and say, "Listen, we're going to roll with Hertz next year." You you have two choices: restructure your contract so we can trade you to. A, a team that you know you'll start on and be productive with, or be a hundred twenty-eight million dollar backup next year. Yeah. And if I'm and Carson Wentz, I'm restructuring so I can get the hell out of there. Yeah. Well, I mean, might be best for him. So, maybe it's the yeah. mental thing with the Nick Foles statue outside the building that is messing with him. <laughs> maybe it's something like that. Like if I feel like Wentz needs a needs a like a Peyton Manning type type offense not a team where. You look at the Bills and you look at, um, like, you know, I guess Brady too. You look at all these quarterbacks that don't have established backups behind them mm-hmm. or any threats. Wentz needs that. Like, Wentz had that kind of with kind of with Foles before he went mm-hmm. on that run. Mm-hmm. And then you had Sudfeld back there too. And before that, you had Chase Daniel. Like, who who are they going to take over? And you right. look at the, at the Bills – Josh Allen's balling out with Matt Barkley behind him. Yep. You know who's Matt Barkley's not going to threaten him for for a job. So you and you um, and you look at Miami kind of with a rookie quarterback too, and you got Ryan Fitzpatrick and they're you know they don't know who they're starting week to week because mm-hmm. they have two capable starting quarterbacks. So maybe he goes to to Indy, and they don't have Jacoby Brissett next year, and they don't have Philip Rivers, and they they just get a backup just to get a backup. And Carson knows that's his team. Yeah, and, and maybe that's when he balls out again. You know, we saw again like 2017, incredible season because there was no threat of Nick Foles taking over his job mm-hmm. until he gets hurt. And now, you know, and it sucks to to think that way because that just shows a fragile mindset, and that shows you know, I don't want someone gunning for my job. I hate competition because competition is supposed to build you. You know, you yeah. you, you want to prove that you're worth that that contract and all that stuff. But you know, if if that's his mindset, then Philly's not the place for him. Exactly. And thank you so much for coming on tonight. Chris, and, um, appreciate you, brother. No we hope you get that finger taken care of and your insights <laughs> it's a, it's a and the conspiracy right theory. Excellent, excellent to hear. Before we get you out of here tonight, I'll hit you with a quick round of questions. Just simple sure. one answer. All right, let's hit it real quick. Who coaches the Eagles next season? Dabble from, from the Bills. Okay. 
Who is the starting QB for the Eagles for Brian Dayball on opening day? Wentz. Should the Eagles have kept Nick Foles instead of Carson Hell Wentz? Hell no. Is Carson Wentz coachable? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh. Uh, I want to. I'd say speed. All right. See, yes. How many touchdowns for Jalen Hurts this week? Passing, rushing, or combined? Combined. Combined, two. One passing, one rushing. All right. You have to get rid of one. Beer or bacon? Oh, my God. <laughs> Reddit <laughs> Twitter by some of these. That's bullshit, dude. You don't have to do that. Don't listen to him. <laughs> He's oh. like, I'm never coming back on this show again. <laughs> I don't, if that I, if that's my – oh, my God. I guess – I guess beer because I could just Ooh. drink alcohol elsewhere. Yeah. You but can't bacon, really replace bacon. Bacon's bacon. Yeah. You can, I'm not going to turkey bacon or anything like right, that. Right? No, that's bullshit. I'll just no, drink Jack and Cokes. That. I'll just drink Jack and Cokes all the time. That's fine. Right. I got my whiskey over there right now. It's, it's, it's easy. You're in good shape. <laughs> I, I, I hate saying that because I hope my sponsor doesn't hear me because I were sponsored right. by a beer company. But it's uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, that's. We'll I, keep I, it I, us. I, I'll definitely take bacon over beer. All right, there it is. <laughs> Did my host just jump out of it here? It sounds. It looks like he's uh. That was you. There, there we go. go. That there was you. Is. That was you, bro. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone disappeared. I don't know what happened. It's just because I you guess, asked me that question. Yeah, it was yeah. a question. Chris, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on. Thanks, brother. We'll have you on again. Enjoy the rest of your season. Hopefully. Jalen Hurts is okay, and you don't have a hellacious offseason of who should the quarterback be on opening day. Even if he's bad, we're still going to have – it's every it's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I appreciate Rams you guys. Fan. Thank you. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you. All right, and we're back. I mean, that was kind of weird. We all, we all disappeared. No, me and him were talking. You were spinning yeah. like a damn – I, I don't know what happened there. You guys yeah. are gone all of a sudden. Hey, Spectrum. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, we were All like, right. hey, it's him. Hey, that was awesome. He was – that was great to have him on. It was great to have him on. Lots of great insight on the Philadelphia Eagles. And let's go from one Chris to another because we love Chris. On this show. Chris Roundtree at Detroit Beastie, brother. What is up? How have you been? It's absolute bullshit. You, you bumped me. You bumped <laughs> me, Chris, for another Chris. And then I'm in the waiting room, right? And I'm thinking – I, my I, my brand new computer shorting out on me. My brand new iPhone shorting out on me. I'm thinking, is it me? Is it my Wi-Fi? No, you brought in another Chris, and your uh, Wi-Fi or whatever is the one throwing everybody off into the works here. So how am I? I'm pretty flipping upset, guys. <laughs> Man, we we haven't seen you in a few weeks. We've already pissed you off. At least we'll have that Chris on later. That Chris had to come on early, and we we're just doubling up on the Chris's tonight, and. Before we even get going with fantasy and everything else, let's bring you back into our good graces and talk about something that should make you guys happy. For you, Andrew, sure. Matt Patricia gone, Bob Quinn gone. How you guys feeling about that? Well, uh, go ahead, Drew. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you've talked I, I about feel this great. length. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel I – feel, I mean, yeah, I, I don't feel great because there's still a lot of work to be done moving forward, and, and, uh, and of course – now Twitter has become Lions fans yelling at each other over who the next head coach is going to be. And that shit's going to get annoying for the next like eight months or six months or however long it is we hire somebody. But, but overall I think uh, it's good. 
yeah, it's it's a step in the right direction. I think everybody knew it was kind of inevitable. Uh, I do thought I do think he would have been fired. They'd have been fired before the Thanksgiving Day game if it wasn't such such a quick turnaround. But I'm happy they're gone, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm 100% with you here. And when it comes to the Lions, I've always wanted them, especially the last few seasons when Patricia was here, even kind of when Caldwell was here too. Maybe it's just the, the person I am or like the fantasy football player, just the Lions fan that I am. I always want to see them open it up and live free and just go with it. And I don't know why uh, Patricia has like kind of, he stuffed all that down with these guys, right? And look what happens. The first game after he's gone, these guys are, 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 they're, they, they're loving their lives. And Daryl Bevel even came out and said prior to the Chicago Bears game, we, we want to have a blast. Quote, mm-hmm. play like your hair is on fire. And they let it all hang out. And that's what it, what football should be. These guys, uh, you know, they train and they work their ass off 24-7, 365, I'd like to think, right? And, In theory, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they go to war. Yeah, they go to war each and every week where every play is just like boom, boom, boom. It's, you know, it's crazy. Right. And then, so you get a coach that kind of suppresses that nature and these guys get, they get, uh, they get bummed out. They get upset. They're just, you know what? Well, why am I going to, uh, you know, injure myself or go nuts for a coach that doesn't care or a GM that doesn't care here. And all, all people want grown men, even like me, or even a young kid who's 20 years old playing in the league. They just want to be told, you're doing a good job. I love what you're doing mm-hmm. here. Uh, you know, it never bodes well when people uh, talk down to other people. Like if I were to come on this broadcast and you guys just talk down to me, make me feel like a real jerk. Your, your DFS article is awful. Your your right. fantasy advice is just trash. You know, I, I probably wouldn't want to come back on the show. And I'd like to think you that's equatable. In football, and from what we've heard from past and current players, Matt Patricia talked down to his to his team, yeah. to the other coaches, yep. to the team. Matthew Stafford, uh, what's his name, Darius Slay, he put people mm-hmm. down, and there's there's no room for that if you're a team that's constantly been in in the in the bottom of the basement. You know, hasn't won a, a bunch of games, hasn't won a playoff game in so many years. Here, you need to talk. You know uplift these people right not not put them down and call them names it just it doesn't make sense to me and look i i'm a guy in my mid-30s i'm i don't coach a, a professional football team i'm not a gm of a football team i'm just a regular guy uh who treats other people with respect that's all i want you treat me mm-hmm. with respect i'll treat you with respect it's a two-way street 100%. we we learn that that kind of thing in kindergarten yes, so it's children just, yeah it just shocks me that that a grown man like Patricia or any other head coach, even a, a woman, there's a woman GM uh, in the big leagues. Now you don't yep. talk down to people. That's first and foremost. If you want to build and you want to grow together, you start off with respect and support plain and simple. hundred percent. Can't disagree with that. I mean, can't disagree hell? at all. <laughs> well spit, said, my man. Spit. Facts Facts. everywhere. Fact. I mean, just stole the show right there, and that's why we have you on every week because you just come on and steal it. But we started the show. Let's move up back into the fantasy aspect here. We started the show talking about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts getting his first start. What is Jalen Hurts' fantasy value this week, do you think, and going forward? Well, this week, his, his fantasy value uh, going forward is, is probably it's pretty high right now. You know, we <laughs> always – 
anybody, anybody that's everybody in terms of fantasy football always talks value, sell high, buy low, that kind of thing here. So his long-term prospects, as it stands right now at this date and time, December 10th at uh, 8.30, his value is as high as it's ever been. Will it stay that way? I doubt it. But in terms of uh, when you look at the following game and you know the end of the season here if he can put any sort of uh, any sort of anything together let's say if he can get the eagles a win if he can throw for a couple touchdowns you know these next few games his value will slowly uh, get higher but th- that that's up to him right. and that's up to the the eagles <clears throat> excuse me organization here in terms of, of week 14 uh not much right i mean people are let me look him up real quick i i have my his price in here for, for DFS, but Hertz, I have for a respectable around 220 passing yards, a, a touchdown through the air and about seven or eight carries for about 40 yards. So in terms of, of a fantasy quarterback, a guy who playable. you probably, you probably added off waivers, absolutely playable. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a two quarterback league in the first round of the playoffs, he's absolutely startable. And I don't care if he's playing new Orleans and new Orleans happens to be first overall, against opposing quarterbacks but at this stage in the game uh we have to give what they what they or we have to take what they give us here so uh am i a hurts guy jerry's still out dfs purposes he's absolutely mentioned in bottom of the barrel this weekend yep it's all that what about uh jalen ragor's value with jalen hurts the jalen connection yeah i would like to you know, my, my initial reaction when, you know, a quarterback, especially a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback such as Jalen Hurts comes in, you people think, and especially in Philadelphia, if you tune into any Philly sports talk radio, A, it's awful. Two, they're just yelling at each other constantly. And three, you you know, the optimism, you know, it's just it's it's to the moon right now because they don't know. And people I don't want to say people fear what they don't know, but they you know, most mystery box when they're scared. Yeah, they try and spin things to their advantage here. So they're trying to spin that uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be the second coming. And now that Wentz is on the bench here, Jalen Hurts is going to make this offense kind of roll, kind of like in comparison to what uh, Justin Herbert is doing for L.A. He's he's made stars out of no-name players in just a short yep. period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Does can Jalen Hurts do that long term? I don't know. I don't want to, but I'd like to think absolutely he can help a guy like Jalen Rigger. Two young guys. You always like the idea of a young combo growing and learning together, kind of like uh, a Joe Burrow and T. Higgins was doing prior to the injury. So uh, uh, there's a lot of hay to be made here, as so they say. Uh, Northern Michigan. Do they say that Northern Michigan? I, I think. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sounded good. For my like point, it. talk about spinning things to your advantage. People in northern <laughs> Michigan absolutely say making hay or spinning hay to your advantage. <laughs> I dig it. Drew, what you got for Chris tonight? So what uh who who are I mean, although everybody should go read bottom of the barrel, of course, at Detroit BC, who are uh some guys that you're real high on coming into this week? And this is crunch time, by the way. This is playoff time for a lot of people's fantasy. Of course, we have the yeah. DFS perspective from it. Um, so there lots of big-time things happening this week. I wanted to say two things, if I could have a, a few minutes of your guys' time here. So bottom of the barrel, uh, it's it's grown to unbelievable. 
unbelievable uh, proportions, right? Uh, I rarely talk numbers. I never talk money, right? You know, that's like, there's certain things you don't talk about. And I never say, well, I have this many followers or I get this many views. It's just not what I'm about. I'm not that kind of guy. But bottom of the barrel, as it stands now, it's trending towards by, let's say, the NFC champ. So championship Saturday, if, if the views continue this, this way, I will have I think we kind of lost Chris there. He's going in and out, kind of chopping up. We're having all kinds of fun internet troubles tonight. Chopping. Chopping. Still frozen right now. We'll bring him back in just a second. Chris always spins it perfectly. I mean, the guy yeah. just killed it. Check out bottom of the barrel dfscheatsheet.com. Check him out on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. We'll see if uh the internet problem is opened up and we can find out what those numbers were. Let's bring them back on here. And looks like we're still blank there. But as far as the Eagles this week, you think Chris is hitting it on the head about 220 yards and a score for Jalen Hurts this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would think it's in that ballpark. I mean, I again, we, we've seen multiple times where uh, a backup, a guy that the league hasn't seen steps in and looks mm -hmm. effective pretty much immediately. Um, so I think, the, like he said, the value at this point is high for a guy like Jalen Hurts. Uh, even if, if you know, you can flip a guy like that if your deadline's not over. Um, but, but I, yeah, I definitely agree with him. Yeah, 100% with him on that. And hopefully uh, we get him back here soon and we're able to finish. Nope, not coming back. Let's try it one more time. Chris, we got you back. Hey, Chris. think we got you we almost had you and gone again we are having a fun first show back in a couple weeks my internet's going crazy drew's the only one with good internet tonight it seems good i mean i don't want to jinx anything i mean all are. of a sudden you're just gonna go out we got a lot more coming up tonight we got our gm interviews we'll talk about them in a little bit hey if you get a second check out our new merchandise at bonfire.com backslash store backslash fcfs-t's we got our Detroit Beastie t-shirt up there. We got our Believe t-shirts. We got our Cleveland t-shirts. We got some Detroit t-shirts. We got the whole gamut running around. We'll see if Chris can join us again in a little bit. We'll bring him back on because guy has been killing it tonight. And I don't know what the numbers were going to be for bottom of the barrel. All I know is if you have a second to read it, and if you're playing DraftKings, you're playing FanDuel, you got to read it because Chris is killing it on there every single day. Absolutely killing it with that article. Gives you the guys to get. He shows you the guys who are worth a little bit of money. Shows you the guys who aren't. And then gives you the guys at the bottom of the barrel exactly what the article says. And those are the guys you get. You save the salary cap money and you go right. from there. So, I mean, it's an excellent article. Hopefully, we'll get Chris back here in a little bit. But as we wait, I want to just go ahead and uh, move on with the show here and get into our GM interviews as I will take the Jaguars and the Falcons and you will have the Lions and the Texans. You want to go first? Go Let's for it. Got, oh, you're going to you. Chris back. All right, I'll start. Let's see if we got Chris back here. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris testing one, two, three. We got you back. Chris, Chris. Boys, what, what the heck's going on tonight? 
I don't know. He uh, <laughs> had all kinds of I, internet I issues. Sounded fantastic. And now, yeah, it sounds like it. Let me uh, let me turn my Wi-Fi here. See if we get him back here. Still a little choppy on our end here. And gone once again. So this is uh this is a good show back. <laughs> get the technical issues out of the way for this week. This is what happens when you get too much Chris in one space, okay? Too much Chris going on, throwing the whole world off. Chris squared, throwing it up. All right, I'm gonna start real quick. I'll get with the Jags. Listen, you give me five minutes, Shad Khan, and this is how I'm gonna fix your team. First off, you got $84 million in cap space. Number one thing you got to stop doing is getting rid of the talent you drafted. 20 months ago, they were in the AFC championship game. Up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter against the New England Patriots. And since then, in less than two years, they are now the 1-11 Jacksonville Jaguars, led by Mike Glennon, the human giraffe. Listen, you got to improve at quarterback. You got to improve at tight end, and you got to get better at tackle cornerback, interior defensive line, and safety on the defense. Two free agents you really got to look out for on your team. Keelan Cole, who he doesn't put up a lot of numbers, but he is a steady veteran on that offense, a guy you want to keep. And your left tackle, Cam Robinson. 61.5 PFF grade. Not very good against or in the run. Better as a pass blocker. Do you have to keep him at $11 million a year? I don't think so. I think you move on from him, let him go into free agency, let him get overpaid. You have 10 total picks, five in the top 70. Your interior of your offensive line is solid. You can keep Juwan Taylor at your right tackle. You keep Shark, Chenault, Johnson, Cole, all keepers. You got James Robinson. You got yourself a running back, but you have to get the quarterback. So with that second overall pick, you take Justin Fields out of the Ohio State University, and you build a hell of a team around him. And you bring in a head coach who is going to keep the team calm and be even keel. Someone who's not Doug Marone. Because Doug Marone, give him credit, he's done a solid job. But give me a Robert Sala. Give me a Michael LaFleur as my offensive coordinator. Maybe I move Miles Jack in the offseason, depending on what I can get for him. Because it's a $13 million cap saving. And you already are loaded at linebacker. You get another edge rusher to go with Clavon Chase on. To go with Josh Allen. But... The number one thing here is to build through the draft, rebuild this team, and build a team around Justin Fields that Jacksonville can be proud of and that can take over an AFC South that doesn't seem to have that big monster anymore because even with Tennessee being 8-4, and four, they have no pass rushers. They are not a great team. So give me Justin Fields at two. Give me Liam Eichenberg later in the first round because you have multiple picks. You have 10 picks, five in the top 70 probably. And that is how I will rebuild your Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure. How are you going to rebuild the Texans? Very well done, sir. Um, you, sir. The Texans are an interesting one. So, as we all know, um, Bill O'Brien, train wreck, right? Mm -hmm. You trade DeAndre Hopkins. You trade for three mediocre running backs. So, we sit here. We step back. We look at this roster. There's no 2021 first-round pick. What are the things that we do have? We do have a franchise quarterback, which tells you one thing in the directions of the Texans. The Texans are not headed to any sort of a rebuild. You know, rebuild with a franchise quarterback. Now, how do we retool? Well, you have question marks at the wide receiver with Will Fuller heading into free agency. What do you do with Brandon Concussion? 
uh, Cooks. Sorry. Um, so, the, so you you look at the wide receiver. I, I think personally, Will Fuller will be resigned. I think as as coach, you, you, you I would want him resigned. But then we have to step back and focus on a how are we protecting our franchise quarterback, and b where is our running game? Because as you have alluded to multiple times on this broadcast, your thoughts for David Johnson, okay? Corpse of David Johnson. So so what are we going to do to establish the running game? Now, again, you need to protect the quarterback. You draft the linemen in the second or third round. They have a third round pick. They got in what trade was that? The David Johnson trade um, for DeAndre Hopkins. So I think you, you you immediately you bolster that you bolster that position, but at the same time you can get a running back late. I don't think you're going to go spend money on a running back. They have about 21 million, I think, heading into next next off season. I think defensively, a question is: Is JJ Watt a movable piece, and is that something that makes you a better team today than it did yesterday? And I think that's something that we certainly need to you know take a look into. Um, but again. We need a we need to work on a running game. Got to bring back Will Fuller. Um, the fact that he's suspended, you have to you have to at least align Deshaun Watson with a commodity that makes him happy. Losing you know losing DeAndre Hopkins was tragic, and they're gonna have to pick up a lot of pieces that Bill O'Brien just shit away uh, as far as draft picks and for a sense. But but you have your franchise quarterback. You bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy, in my opinion. I know is a hot name around a lot of circles, but Eric Bieniemy comes in with a quarterback like a Deshaun Watson. Um, that changes a lot of different things. Now he's going to be a coveted coach for lots of different shit organizations like my own. Um, but at the same time, to me, I think one of the better fits as far as quarterback coach would be to go to Houston. However, we talk about the draft issues, but I think the best bet for them would to bring in to be Eric Bieniemy, even bring in John Dorsey. Who the hell knows if that, if that's a package deal, you do that. But I think for them, bringing in an offensive coach like that, that's the way to go. But I, it's it's tough to see the cupboard somewhat bare as far as draft capital to build around Deshaun Watson and your offensive line. Although you you think you've shored up the left tackle position. Um, your offensive line still is giving up sacks. Although Deshaun Watson runs around like a crazy man, I think you bring the enemy in and uh, and imagine the plays he can chalk up for that kid, like he does. Similar with uh, with the mustache out there in Kansas City. <laughs> Very nice. I would hire your ass right now for the Texans. You brought up a huge thing that is important, and that is what did they do with JJ Watt? I do like the fact you brought that up. And now I will go for the Falcons. Listen, the Falcons over the cap. You have a lot of star players, a lot of guys who are heading towards the end of their career. And move you have out. to make that decision whether you move them out or whether you keep going forward. And for me right now, I'm cutting Ricardo Allen, James Carpenter, and I'm going to move Dante Fowler post-June 1st when I can get the most cap savings out of it. Because being $25 million over the cap, you know you're not making a play in free agency. But – you still have a hell of an offense. You've got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage has came on. Hayden Hurst is developing kind of a rapport finally with Matt Ryan. And you got Matt Ryan who's got at least two good years in him. 
It is not the time to trade Matt Ryan. Even though I thought long and hard about it, you have a chance to still win because in this division, you have Drew Brees who's probably retiring. How good are the New Orleans Saints really going to be without Drew Brees? You've seen Taysom Hill. He's the next show Montana. Is Taysom Hill as good as we've seen him in the past couple of games? I mean, he finally threw his first touchdown pass. I'm not afraid of them anymore. Plus, they've got their own salary cap issues. So for me, you target edge rushers because that is where this team is hugely lacking. That is the separation between what they had in the Super Bowl team and what they have now is they have nothing off the edge, and that is why they overpaid Dante Fowler. You get a Greg Rousseau in the first round. You get a J.C. Horn in the second round to match with an A.J. Terrell you took last year. Then you look for that secondary quarterback because Matt Ryan isn't going to be play forever, and maybe you move on from him the following year, but it's not this next year. You go for it next year while you still got the pieces. And then once that contract comes down, becomes tradable, becomes able, something you could cut or move, why don't you trade for a guy like possibly Dwayne Haskins? See what you can get out of him with a year behind Matt Ryan. Maybe you do bring in the Eric Bieniemy kind of guy who can come in, get his established quarterback right off the bat, and then maybe bring in that Dwayne Haskins as his guy for the future. Ooh, Something you can look at with Bieniemy, maybe a Dayball, maybe a Matt Campbell. Maybe this is even a good spot for Matt Eberflus, the defense coordinator from the Colts. But the first thing you have to do is get rid of the dead weight on this roster. Ricardo Allen, solid player. James Carpenter, not doing anything. Dante Fowler, just a waste of a roster spot because he has not been good no matter where he's been. I was wrong on Dante Fowler, dude. As was I. But he just hasn't consistently put up the numbers outside of last year where he put him up with the Rams and then got paid, and then he's been terrible for the most part this year. He is not a $20 million a year pass rusher. I would move his ass, cut him, try to do something else, cut go on from there, and fix the Falcons by getting other edge rushers. After June 1st, you can save $14 million on the cap by cutting him. So that is how I would fix the Atlanta Falcons, bringing a backup that can is a young backup on a roster where you're not going to use him, and Dwayne Haskins, I think, is that perfect guy. Get the edge rushers and compete for a Super Bowl next year. Now we move on to the big team, the Detroit Lions. Drew, how are you fixing the Detroit Lions this offseason? Well, I can't do any worse than they've done in the last 50 years. <laughs> um, I mean, it's simple when it comes down to the Lions. Is is Are you a Matt Stafford guy or are you a not Matt Stafford guy? Are you a, a person that believes that this team is somewhere – close with competent coaching to, to winning football games, which Lions fans are in their highest hell because they're not. Um, listen, I love Matt Stafford. Um, for me, the, the issue you run into as a Lions fan when you want to move off Matt Stafford, and I think that it's certainly something that's going to be discussed, potentially will happen. The problem that you're going to run into again is is – what are you getting back as far as compensation and where are you picking the draft? Is that high enough to bring in a quarterback that you really think is that guy? I'm not necessarily sure it is. So what's our other plan? If we've decided to move off of Matthew Stafford, what is our other plan? Well, in a lot of people's eyes, you would think that a coach would come in of, of a Robert Sala or Eric Bieniemy that we touched on before would come in and they would say, hey, you know, Matt Stafford's here. I'd like to have Matt Stafford here. Well, that's fine. Okay. Um, 
but what other what other things are we doing here? Kenny Galladay's up for you know a contact a contract extension. Are we going to throw the tag at him? Is he an eighteen million dollar wide receiver? Um, so for me personally, I'm taking over this team. I am trading Matthew Stafford. I am bringing in a competent veteran quarterback. What is the least you would take in a trade for Matt Stafford? Second round pick. Okay. And. Yes, because because you know, go to hell if you tell me that 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 the goddamn Denver Broncos wouldn't take a second round pick right now for Matthew Stafford. They should, and and so I think there is value there. I just think personally, it's time to maybe go go our separate ways. But again, what do you do right now? It almost goes into the point where you you again you bring in somebody competent. To run the quarterback position, you draft a Zach Wilson. Okay, you see what you have. You know how it is. The unfortunate thing is when we're blowing this thing up, we're blowing it up. Kenny Galladay's not coming back. Okay, we're moving pieces. We are rebuilding. That is my idea. Now, people might say, okay, so who, you know, you're just going to blow this team up because the Lions fans are delusional. Anybody that thinks this team is close to being a playoff contending team, not even a playoff contending, uh, if you think this team can win a playoff game, you're, you are you are lost. Everybody in Lions Twitter wants Daryl Bevel to be the coach now. You were down 20,000 points and you came back and went the last second. Now he's the guy to the Bears. Uh, I think it's time. To, Bears. I, think, yeah, I think it's time to hit the restart button. I do. They, they still have draft capital. Uh, the immediate thing that you're going to be looking for in the draft is a linebacker because Jelani Tavai. The problem also is with the Lions, Matt Patricia's drafted such scheme-specific players. Jelani Tavai is a useless player to 98% of, 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 of people so or of teams. So you look at their linebackers, they're, I mean, they're awful. Um, Jared Davis, Christian Jones. I mean, I, I like Christian Jones, the best of the three. This is a bad linebacker. Jameis, the Lions. No, I, I know. Um, I do think the restart button needs to be set, and I think it's a rebuild. I do. And, and anybody that thinks that this, yeah, Eaton Dubs, anybody that thinks that this team's close to winning, I, I just don't believe it. You need defensive line, you need linebackers, you need a quarterback, and, um, it's just time to hit the restart button. The only team, the only thing about this team that Bob Quinn did a hell of a job with is building the offensive line. Uh, Taylor Decker is one of the top five left tackles in all of football. Um, their their offensive line is is good. If Bob Quinn did a good job, if only your offensive lineman and your offensive lineman only could win you games, uh, that would be great. But. I think it's it's hit the blow up button, dude. Blow that shit up. Are you good with starting Chase Daniel going forward next year if you trade Matt Stafford as just a placeholder? Who's his backup? David Blau, the legend. Could you imagine if they roll out Chase Daniel with David Blau? Oh my lord. Hey, if you're blowing it up, blow it up and no. move on and hope you get a high draft pick. No, I and I agree with that to an extent, but I would just like to draft Zach Wilson and just throw him out there and see if he's worth the shit or not, mm-hmm. and then draft another quarterback, and then draft another teams. Smart teams draft quarterbacks every year. You see what you got. 
it, you should always draft a quarterback. The Lions, uh, although I love Matt Stafford, I, I, you know, I'm a big Matt Stafford guy. He just, he, he's, he's my dude. But, but at some point, it's like, it's the same shit every year. It's like we, it's time to just kind of pull the pull the cord here and move yeah. on. A mutual separation might be good for both teams, and Denver's an absolute gem of a landing spot. I mean, we talked with Chris and Fonte at the beginning of the show, Jalen Hurts' spot even. You know, if Doug Peterson went there and took him with him, Denver is a spot that is prime for any quarterback. It's similar to the Peyton Manning thing they had set up where Peyton went in and that team was ready to go. And Drew Locke just hasn't gotten it yet. He just doesn't seem to get it. And from what I've heard, we're going to talk about this coming up when we do our week 14 preview year. Because I've been talking to people in Denver who say that he just doesn't read the playbook. They don't think he understands it at all. And that's with Pat Shermer there, who is an excellent offense coordinator for everything he lacked as a head coach. He's an excellent offense coordinator. But for the Lions, I'm with you, man. It might be time just start fresh. You went in with the Bob Quinn era and it was, hey, this is a playoff team going forward. And you progressively got worse. And now you have all these scheme specific players. And I always say you don't blow it up. You don't go in and have to bring in a guy who wants to make the players he has around him work not just someone who's like, I need these kind of guys, which is what you had in Matt Patricia. But it may be time to just blow it up, start fresh, and hope uh, for the best. You kind of have to because nobody wants some jabroni-ass Jab- Jelani Tavai and shit. Nobody <laughs> wants a guy like that. He's probably, according to PFF, he's the worst linebacker in all football. And I watched the Lions game, and I agree with <laughs> It's I mean, so the time where the eye test matches up with the PFF grade. Yeah, which, which is, is very crazy. rare. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our game of the week. It is Pittsburgh, 11-1, and coming off a 23-17 to loss to the Washington football team, their first loss of the year, traveling to Buffalo to face the 9-3 and AFC East leading Buffalo Bills led by Josh Allen. I mean, is Pittsburgh as good – as their record, do you really believe that they are this good, eleven and one? Nope, I don't. They've shown. I, I hundred percent agree with you, and it's we've talked about how good they've been and how much we've been on the Mike Tomlin bandwagon. But this is a team that eleven and zero. They hadn't put anyone away. They had struggled to put people away. They let teams hang around. The only team they really put away was my Cleveland Browns. You let teams hang around too much, and this is what happens. They don't have a balanced running game and passing game. And now with Bud Dupree out, the pass rush just isn't the same. Alex Hightower out of Charlotte, third-round pick. Good player, solid player. Really wanted him in a Cleveland Browns uniform. But he is not Bud Dupree, and you're not getting the same rush because you couldn't even get to Alex Smith, who basically has one leg. So now what are you going to do when Josh Allen comes, when you go to visit Josh Allen in Buffalo, in Orchard Park, and he is probably one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the league at least top three, maybe top two even. Now he'd probably be top three behind Lamar Kyler. and Kyler. Yeah. But how is this defense going to handle the movement of Josh Allen when they couldn't even stop Alex Smith? And this is damn good defense. How do they scheme to stop Josh Allen, do you think? I mean, first of all, to, to mention something, that Bud Dupree injury is huge. It huge is. And it sucks for Bud Dupree because he bet on himself. Feel for the kid. And, and for them, the pressure they get off the edges with Bud Debris and T.J. Watt are, are phenomenal. I mean, that, that defense is good. 
Okay. The offense looks stagnant recently um, with, with Connor out. Benny, I mean, they just, they just haven't looked good. They've been dropping the ball. Jesus, Eric Ebron had 46 drops the other night. I mean, <laughs> what a trash-ass player. Um, it's it just, for me, I like this matchup for Buffalo. I, I think, again, I'm not discounting that that the Steelers are a really good team. A good team. Maybe not a really good team. But they're not an 11-0, 11-1 team at this point to me. They have a lot more to prove. Um, even the game, even two weeks ago, they barely won against a Baltimore team that was playing three guys. I mean, what it was, wasn't that the RG three game that they barely mm-hmm. won? Um, yeah, so McSorley threw a touchdown pass. Yeah, what are we doing here? Um, and 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 Mike Tomlin, who I love, said that they're a JV team, and, and I love that about Mike Tomlin because he's the best, but. Uh, I like what Buffalo is doing. That offense is clicking on all cylinders. Um, I look for them. I look for Pittsburgh to take their second loss in a row. Uh, and Buffalo, again, this this win would put Buffalo in that that position to go ahead and, and, and just, just sure up the AFC East. Absolutely. For Buffalo, I feel like this is a really big game for them. To not only prove to themselves how good they are, but to prove to the rest of the league that they're for real, because it's even though Pittsburgh doesn't seem to be that good right now, even at 11 and one, they're still the Pittsburgh Steelers. You still think, okay, once they get to playoffs, they got Ben, you know, they got that defense. It might show up then you still got Mike Tomlin, but this is a big game for Buffalo. Buffalo needs to come into this game. They need to stomp them, stomp the Steelers on their home field and really prove a point. And I think they can do it, but for Buffalo to do that, they got to figure out their own running game. Devin Singletary, nothing. Zach Moss, fumble, nothing. Yeah, fumbles. That's what he's done, and then he didn't get the ball the rest of the game. You've got to figure out exactly what you're going to do outside of Josh Allen because if they hold Josh Allen down, like we've seen a couple teams do where they just say, hey, we're going to keep you in the pocket, and we're going to smother your wide receivers. What do you do then? Shuts them down. Steph Diggs, I'm sorry to cut you. Steph Diggs has changed every single asset or aspect yeah. of that offense. Steph Diggs has become just Josh Allen's guy that he can chuck it to in distress. You know what I mean? And he's such a good route runner that that acquiring him, I believe personally, was what changed this offense from being good to great. That along with Josh Allen working his ass off and getting more accurate. I mean, I always say the one thing you can't teach is accuracy. And Josh Allen has just worked his ass off and gotten better. Maybe it's he's more comfortable in the offense. He knows where to put the ball. But absolutely, with Stephon Diggs being a part of that. And look at that trade. That's a trade that worked out really well for both teams because Buffalo got the player they need for right now. The Vikings got a guy who might be a superstar you can build an offense around or an offense around. But it wouldn't have probably been the same player in Buffalo. So that's an excellent, excellent trade for both teams. Who do you like in this game? You think Buffalo pulls it off? Yes. Yep. I would, uh, if we're doing a score, I would say Buffalo 17. I want to take the Bills, and I'm going to go with the Bills with you. I think it's going to be 2017 maybe, too. I mean, somewhere in there, maybe something like that. Absolutely. And we'll get to the rest of our Week 14 preview here in just a second. But first... Hey, look at the bottom of your screen here. If you're watching the live version here, check out the bottom of the screen because always going across, we have our sponsors. We're huge to us on this show. 
We appreciate everyone who watches the show, everyone who joins us every week, everyone who goes to fb.me backslash FCFS pod and checks us out on the live show or checks it out later on on Facebook. Remember, you can watch us on Periscope through Twitter. You can also find us on our YouTube channel. All those links are available on our Twitter page at FCFS pod or hit us up on Twitter, Drew and I, at Somerville CLE, at Detroit Dave 7. You can hit us up there. And anywhere you want to listen to the pod, if you are listening to it on Spotify, on Apple Pods, be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe, give us a review, let us know what you think. And if you're watching the show live, always feel free to comment. We always want to know who's watching, where you're watching from, what you like, what you don't like, because we are here to entertain you, to have fun. And yes, back to the sponsors. Check them out. Conceal Carry Firearms Training, 440-391-4118. Call Jim. Talk to him. He'll help you get your concealed carry license. He'll teach you how to use your weapon. Good dude. He'll take care of you, help you out. You can also check out Manhattan Deli Mentor, 440-974-0055. If you're in the Mentor area, get carry out. Get dine. You can go in and dine in in their sanitized dining room. Specials every night. Everything you can imagine in food, it is there. They got everything. Grubhub, Uber Eats. DoorDash, you name it, go in there. Open 8 to 8, Monday through Saturday, and 8 to 2 on Sunday. And if you're looking for childcare, feel free to check out Kitty Cove Daycare, Ohio, at Kitty Cove OH on Facebook. Looking for the best childcare in Ohio, in the Lake County area, definitely check out Kitty Cove. They will help you out. And now, without further ado, we will get back to our Week 14 preview here. So far this season, I am beating Drew by just six games. I had a bigger lead than that, but he is coming back fast. 87-36 to 81-42. and 42. He is making up space very quickly, only six games up. And last time we did picks, I went five and eight. You went seven and six. It was a bad week for both of us. It was ugly. There were a lot of upsets, and I took the I was probably going to win every game the last two weeks, though. Yeah, probably. You would have had him. <laughs> definitely. Definitely would have caught up. All right. Let's, you know what? We had a good game going on right now with the Rams and the Patriots. A good Thursday night game. And it's weird because we just had Tuesday night football. Who do you like in this one, Rams or Patriots? Obviously, it's already started. And I think yeah, the Rams are up. But I do like the Rams. Um, I think the Patriots, I mean, the running game is fantastic. Their defense clearly showed up last week. Mm-hmm. But I just think that with Cam Newton, noodle ass arm. Um, and nine and Matt, Matt will vouch for it. You know, we're in this group text where there's these clowns trying to tell me that Cam Newton's better than Baker Mayfield. It's an embarrassment because Cam Newton's arm's falling off. Um, he has, what, five touchdowns on the season. Nine it's picks. Terrorist. Yeah, it's, 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 it's terrible. So I just think they, coaching-wise, they've done a really nice job to win, to win as many games as they have because the roster is depleted. We talked about in the offseason. We didn't think that they were going to make the playoffs. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will take the Rams, but yeah, Cam Akers already over a hundred scrimmage yards in the first quarter. If he's on your fantasy team, then you got to be very happy with that. Cam was on all, or Cam Akers was on all my fantasy teams to start the year. And I finally had to give up on him because I needed roster space. Big on him coming into the year. Finally glad he's taken over. No, I actually like the Patriots to win this one because I really think they got a shot, man, to just sneak into the playoffs. And they're going to be a team you do not want to face if they get in as maybe the 6-7 seed in the AFC, which they could possibly sneak into. We shall see. But let's move on to our actual picks for Week 14. 
Game number one, we've talked about the Broncos a couple times already. The Denver Broncos led by Drew Locke and his nine touchdowns, 13 picks. Not great, Bill. Four and eight, traveling to Carolina to face the Let Love Rules Carolina Panthers at four and eight without Christian McCaffrey once again. Who you got in this game? Uh, the, the, uh, the Panthers. I don't know. Uh, is, is Drew Locke the guy going forward in Denver? No, I don't think so. I am going to take the Broncos, and I agree with you. And I was higher on them this year than most. I was too, dude. I was too. It's, it's it sucks to be wrong. I've been wrong a shitload lately. Yeah, Sorry, Justin Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Houston Texans four and eight traveling to Chicago to face the five and seven matinee led Chicago Bears. Who you got? Oh, who the hell knows, dude? How do I? How are you supposed to pick this game? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna this take is, Houston. I'm gonna take Houston because I I saw Chicago. Chicago's terrible. This is the definition of a toss up because you don't know what either team's really gonna do week to week. But as far as the Texans, we know they're getting a new GM, new head coach. Chicago gonna have the same at the end of the season, or does Matt Nagy come back next year? I don't know, dude. I think people in in Chicago are going to crucify Matt Nagy. He's already getting just drunk all mm-hmm. over the place. Uh, if you watch them, they're unwatchable. That offense is unwatchable unless they play the Lions. Like, <laughs> it, it's so – they're so bad. I, if I was a Bears fan, I would be livid. At least, like, with Patricia, like, our offense was somewhat competent. They are awful. You have awful. a quarterback. And they have Allen freaking Robinson, who's a top ten receiver – don't care what anybody else has to say about it. Allen Robinson is really good, and Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles. It's just a bad situation. Matt Nagy has to go. Sorry. It's you go. know, I had the free Sammy D sign up a few weeks ago. We need to, like, help Allen Robinson. Like, I feel like he's a prisoner. Like, he's played with Blake Bortles. Isn't he a Mitchie. free agent after this year? To let him go. I think it's either this year or next, but either bring way. Him home, bring him home to Detroit. Even though let him blow it up, but whatever. <laughs> get that guy a quarterback, man. Just get him a quarterback. Dallas three and nine at Cincy two nine and one. Who you got? Why do all these games disgust me so far? Um, we got some good ones, but these are some bad ones to start. Dallas, I'll take Dallas. Andy Dalton gets his revenge yeah. on the Bengals. Yeah, he, he gonna, he's gonna be on fire. <laughs> Like his hair's on fire. You're yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I got you. I see what you're doing Thank there. You. Zach Taylor coming back as the Bengals head coach next year. I don't. I I don't think he should. Should he? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. He hasn't been that great, but I I personally blame him for getting Joe Burrow killed. Everybody knew Joe Burrow was going to die. If you watch the Bengals, he he'd been getting murdered all season long. It My was heart just, sucks. Time you 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 hate five yards just physical skills in football, but but again you can see this coming from a mile away when we talk about Joe Burrow getting injured. I it was, he was getting popped at a, a historical mark, and and I kind of blame Zach Taylor. His ass should be out of there. I agree with you on that. Did a terrible job awful. with the number one pick. Tennessee Titans eight and four at the one and eleven. Mike Glennon, human giraffe led. Jacksonville Jaguars. Who you got? I'll take the Titans. Are the Titans a contender with that defense? Uh, I really it's, it's 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 not. It, so no, to that extent, 
But at the same time, I talked about last year, it's just when the Browns got up on them, they were, they, the Browns kind of just went into a shell freaking defense and let them pick them apart. But mm. which is what teams do, and it drives me nuts, except Greg still run the cover zero all day. Um, oh, man, Cam Newton. Um, sorry, folks. Do I love Cam Newton? That's going to be six for the other team there, folks. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. Yep. I. <laughs> the Titans, are they – a real contender oh. with that defense. Yeah, no, uh, no, in my opinion. Because especially because the defense is going to be giving up points, the offense is not equipped to come back. They're equipped to be in games where they can they can have Derrick Henry be their featured guy when you're down multiple scores. Um, it, it's, it's more difficult to establish a running game. And sometimes you have to bail on it. And I think that that puts – I mean, their best player is not as effective as he would be Based off the score, if they're up, they're they're a great front running team because he's mm-hmm. just gonna, he's going to maul you to death. By the way, Derrick Henry is a unbelievable specimen of a human being. He's a legal alien cheat code. I, like, could you imagine ta- trying to tackle that guy? No, hell no, not doing it. Won't do it. I will chop his legs. That's all I'm doing. And that is why I will give credit to LeBron's linebacker, B.J. Goodson, who hit him on a uh, one-yard run there at the goal line and stopped him. Couldn't believe that. But the Browns did something to stop them that they actually took from the Bengals. So giving some credit here to the Bengals. A five-man defensive line. It allowed Ryan Tannehill to pick them apart, but it stopped Derrick Henry. And if you hit him... What about him, an eight-man defensive line? I mean, that's basically what you got to do. That's how good Derrick Henry is. Props to Derrick Henry. Yep. I mean, hell of a player, but you're right. You got it. They have to get ahead early. They're not built to come back, even though they almost did against the Browns. But the Browns basically went into a shell defense, went from being fully aggressive to just conservative Vanilla. shit. Yeah, Vanilla. I hate it so much. I. It's Can't like it. the prevent defense where you're just going to give up chunks of 18 yards every mm-hmm. time. It's just so irritating. It's like, yeah, you have a lead. So we're just going to give up 18 yards. Like, that's we're okay with that. Terrible. Kansas City Chiefs 11 and 1 traveling to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami to face the 8 and 4 Miami Dolphins. Who you got? Kansas City. I think Miami gets a little wake up call here. I uh, agree with that. Is anyone beating Kansas City going forward or are they just rolling to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Probably are. Surprise rolling there. I'm feeling it finally looks like they're after the past couple weeks they still look bored. I think they're finally going to start rolling. I just th- I think they're beatable, but man, is it, who's gonna beat them? You know what I mean? Like, is is Buffalo gonna be able to beat them? No. I just don't know if they can because let's not act like Buffalo's defense is good either. We've talked which, about it all year. They're not that good, which is very surprising to me because they were very very good last year. They but, were, but they haven't put it together. Maybe they do. I mean, Tre'Davious White is a star. Maybe they finally do put it together. But for Kansas City, I mean, they just look bored right now. When they play Tampa, they're like, hey, this is a team they say is going to go to the Super Bowl. We're just going to roll them in the first quarter. That's basically what they did, and then they kind of shut it down too. Yeah, I got Kansas City in this one. Next game, it starts to get really interesting here. Arizona 6-6 six six. at New York Giants 5-7. and seven. Is this a must-win for the Arizona Cardinals? Yep. yep. I'm with you on that. It is a must-win, and they're going to win. You think Listen, they're going to win? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've enjoyed seeing what the Giants have done. Joe Judge should be 
be credited for the way that team has played recently um, because that team's not great. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. We, we know that team's not great. Uh, Danny Dimes can be coming back. Um, but, however, I just think that the, the Giants, this is what Arizona has to have. If you think about this, without the the, the Hale Murray or whatever they call it, to mm-hmm. Hawkins, they'd have, they'd have lost their last, like, five games. Yeah. So it's it, – they have to win this game. I think uh, Murray's ability to, to get out of the pocket and create plays. Uh, Hopkins did not practice today. If DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, they lose. I flipped my vote. Um, but, yeah, for now I'm going to go with Arizona because they have to have this one. They do, and I think they're the better team. I'm with you. I think they are the better team, but I'm going to take the Giants. I think what the Giants right now are doing, they're getting on a roll – they know who they are. They're playing within themselves, and that is all on their head coach. Excellent job by Joe Judge. I agree. Definitely doing an excellent job there, especially yeah, with winning with Colt McCoy last week. Colt McCoy's first one since 2014. Colt McCoy's a legend. He's a goddamn legend. He is a goddamn legend. <sighs> At least in Texas. He was Cam, Cam Newton uh, in, in the second quarter, two for five with six yards and a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here, man. Not the night for the former MVP yet. Somehow you know they're going to come back and win this game. No, I know. That's almost like a guarantee. I won't be on the air, so I don't have to be soaking in it. Like when they (laughs) actually do come back to win, I want to just make fun of him now. Another game very interesting for the NFC playoffs. Minnesota Vikings six and six, led by Kirk Cousins. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, seven and five. Coming off a bye. And shitty coming off a bye. Yeah. Tom Brady, 14 and 5 on in his career after a bye week. Does he move to 15 and 5 or does he get an L? No, I think he wins. Because I, I think this is, a, is actually an important game for Tampa. Because Tampa, again, Tampa's working to try to get all these things together. I feel like there's been so many moving pieces with that Tampa Bay team this year. Um, Brady hasn't necessarily looked comfortable. Bruce Arians, like, goes out of his way to, like, just throw knives in the side of Tom Brady. He just, like, goes out of his way to be like, yeah, Brady, you just got to – we got to have better quarterback play. And it's like, okay, all right, we get it. Um, but I, I think that they need this one. I think they get this one. Minnesota's been playing very well. Again, we touched on Justin Jefferson. Stud. Stud. Absolutely. Uh, so, but, but I think they are playing well. Dalvin Cook's running the ball well. I do think – However, there's a little too much firepower on the other side. Um, so, I don't know where you're at with it. I'm with you. I like Tampa in this one. But they, hopefully they took that bye week to really look at themselves in the mirror and run the football. You're the best. You're at your best when you're running the football well and letting your defense play. Yeah, you got all those weapons in the past game. Use them, but use that running game to set everything up because Ronald Jones – that kid's been excellent this season. When don't he gets the football. Leonard Fournette. Don't mention no. Leonard Fournette. I don't need to mention Leonard Fournette. Okay. He doesn't need to be a mention. It took everything I had not to mention when I was taking the Jaguars GM job there by saying they blew their – I mean, they blew it by taking him fourth overall and thinking he was going to be Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Dude, He's sucks. three yards in a cloud of dust. Solid player, not worthy of a fourth round or fourth overall pick. Indianapolis Colts. Now we move to the AFC playoff picture. Indianapolis Colts eight and four at the Vegas Raiders seven and five. Who the hell are the Raiders? What are they? What is go? Are they good or are they not? Do you remember last year 
I feel like the Raiders have the same record. Um, I think the Raiders were five and one to start last year. Maybe I could be wrong, but the Raiders had a similar record, and then they just shit the bed. It's starting to kind of get that feeling, isn't it? And I, think, I can't figure out who they are. Uh, I think the Colts. I mean, the Raiders beat the Chiefs, right? So it did. Yeah, you, you know the Raiders, can, but but at the same time, they're an inconsistent team. I like what the Colts are doing. Phil Rivers has been solid. I'm taking the Colts. You know, I want to pick the Raiders in this one because they seem to play up and down to their competition. But after watching them barely beat the Fa- or get stomped by the Falcons, and then only beating the can Jets we, because can you we go cover zero. Real quick? Go ahead. Do you think that Greg Williams threw the game? No. I think Greg Williams is being Greg Williams. That's who he is. Balls to the wall. We're throwing everything at you every play. And if you look at the play before, yeah. I mean, if you look at the play before, they almost got beat on a Nelson Aguilar play. I mean, that was just Greggy being Greggy. We'll go from there. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think any team wants to go 0-16. I think they would have taken that win and taken the 1-15. But the Raiders need to figure out what the hell they are. I'm going to take the Raiders. You're going to take the Colts. I'm grabbing a drink real quick from my fridge. It's right next to me. Grab a drink from your (laughs) fridge as we finish up our Week 14 preview. Next game, we're going to talk those Jets. Drew doesn't hear me right now, but we're going to talk the Jets. I just dropped my pen, but i got plenty of them around here. The Jets against the Seahawks is our next game. Yeah. Are Gase and the Jets the recipe to let Russ cook again? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Don't even think we need to talk about this. We even need to talk about this game. No, that's why I said it. All right, Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. The Jets didn't mess around last week. No, they didn't. So maybe we do. I, I don't see him doing it again. I just think Adam Gates, like, dude, they got to have – he's got to have nudes on, like, the ownership's wife or something. Like, what is he still doing there? He's coming back next year. I'm telling you. I just feel it. I don't know why. I just have that awful feeling, and I hope I'm wrong. Jeff but he might be coming Ryan. back next year. They, they will. Ryan. Packers at your Lions. Does Bevel Ball go 2-0? No, Packers. Packers, good. Falcons and Chargers in the Biennemi Bowl. Chargers. I'm going to take the Falcons. I think the Chargers, listen, last week, everybody's killing the Chargers. Anybody that's watched football, I'm not saying that that was – Justin Herbert was terrible, and that's what happens sometimes, especially when you get the doctor, the greatest of all time, dialing up a defense against you. The hoodie. Like, so let's not act like Justin Herbert's a complete bum, and let's clearly not act like the, the Patriots are a legitimate team. Because mm-hmm. either are true. It's somewhere they can make the playoffs, and we shall see. Yeah. And as far as Justin Herbert bum talk, that was for the offseason, guys. That's all we did all offseason. And we have moved on from that and admitted we were wrong. New Orleans Saints 10-2 and at the Eagles 3-8-1. and Jalen Hurts first start. Jalen Hurts get a dub? No. No. I'm with um, you, and I don't think I will. I'll say this: I think the Saints are the most complete team in the league. They are right now, in my even with Taysom Hill, even with the Chiefs. I just think defensively, New Orleans just kind of bucked their head and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, we're here." Uh, and they've they because they have to play 
and Taysom Hill is not the answer, in my opinion. Uh, but but I keep reading, oh, you know, the brass thing. So Taysom Hill could be the air pair. But it, Mormon Tebow is not the answer there. Yeah. Also remember that he's not a young guy. He's 30 years old. Right. I mean, he did his Mormon missions. He didn't come into the league and, at 20 years old. And in one of his greatest assets is his ability to, to run the football. And and again, he's not 22. He's not he's not a young not a young luck. But 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 anyway, I will. Uh, I think New Orleans, though defensively, they, they've become nasty. And and I look forward to Michael Thomas being back. Uh, I will roll with uh, with them and. I think it's not necessarily that close. I'm with you on that. The Washington football team, the WFTs against the Niners. Who you got? Washington. I am going to take the Niners. I think this is going to be an interesting game. Mm. Washington's front four slash defense is the most exciting for me to watch in the entire league. That Montez sweat, Chase Young. Them boys. I love it, man. They're fun to watch. Yeah, so they got their issues on that team, but but they're they're a fun team to watch. Hey, we were we said it all off season. Bring Ron Varian. He's the adult in the room. They'll get it together. And hey, this team outplaying what anyone thought they were going to do. Also, Chase Young, certified freak, like we were saying all off. Monster. We were saying like Absolutely this guy is, this dude is a ridiculous human being. He is a certified freak. We do have one more game to get to, and that is the Ravens and the Browns before we get to Ward's Wagers. But before we get to that, we're going to bring in a new sponsor for the show. We're going to bring on uh, Hokaji J here. And, and our are welcome him in. in. We got some, we got uh, some feedback. feedback. Throw the headphones, Throw the headphones in, maybe. maybe. We'll pull you off for a sec. Let's see. Let's maybe see, we maybe get, get a back here. I hear you. Getting a lot getting of feedback, a lot of feedback though, though, in our end. Oh. We'll see if we can get that back together here in a second. We are going to bring on our new sponsor here for Ward's Wagers, Latani CBD Olive Oil. We'll try it again here. We good? See. See. We are we good. Are, uh, eh, uh, a little, bit, a little of bit of feedback. But I will but talk I will real talk quick, real and then quick, I'll let you tell us about your product. product. Tell us about tell your us product, about product, man. man. Um, so we are a... Ohio Mentor based uh, operation. We are a CBD infused olive oil company for right now, but hopefully with time we'll be expanding our inventory. But in general, the olive oil is imported from Lebanon. It is uh, all natural, no chemicals, no artificial flavors, colors, or filters. And then that is imported straight over from Lebanon to the United States. And then our CBD is also uh, locally grown and processed in Ohio. So that also gives us a nice couple advantages on cutting costs. And speaking of costs, we are also more cost efficient than all of our other competition, which is a solid six other companies. But right now we are uh the only one in ohio and hoping to be the first retail cbd olive oil here and where can and we where pick, can up, we the pick up the olive oil so you can go to in the near future i don't know if it's posted yet but i'd say within the next week you can go to lataniproducts.com and then that will be posted soon i think we're still waiting on lab tests and results from our processor but we should be getting those tonight awesome to awesome hear. to hear yes sir and we will, keep you, we'll keep you guys updated for the show. show. 
And, and where, where all can we buy the olive oil once it's 100% available uh, online at lataniproducts.com. And also, I'm pretty sure we're going to be selling it at the Manhattan Deli in Menor. Okay. And that will go for sixteen ninety nine a bottle, and that will be five ounces dosed out at um, fifteen milligrams per serving, which is one tablespoon, and then one hundred and fifty milligrams per bottle. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yes, sir. Very excited. Well, very excited. Well, thank you very well, thank much you very for coming, much coming on. We will I appreciate uh, you, have you again, again later. later. Nice to meet you, and, Drew. And you too. Thank you for sponsoring Ward Voyagers, which is coming up next, and hopefully we won't have the audio issue come on next. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy your my brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. That was fun, just continuing our technical difficulties of the night, just the feedback from that. But hey, Latani Olive Oil, Latani CBD Olive Oil is the new sponsor for Ward's Wagers. You can find it there at lataniproducts.com. And, I mean... It's olive oil. It's damn good olive oil. And now you got CBD infused olive oil, which can help you with all kinds of things. I don't know. It's crazy that there's CBD infused olive oil. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. It is. And uh, we'll thank Jake for coming on later. But that that was just a lot of fun feedback, man. We've had such a super excited about this show. We've had all kinds of crazy issues. We start with Chris coming on, Chris and Fonte. Of Philly Sports Network coming Chris on. He, that seemed to go fine. Yeah, he cut himself, though, right before the show. <laughs> cutting sweet potatoes. <laughs> and then I disappear halfway through the interview. Yeah, he's a after I, after I basically held him at gunpoint, forced him to tell me which he would get rid of, beer or bacon. And he's like, what the hell, man? I'm never coming back on this show I again. Like, I was like, he's just gone, isn't he? And he's like, yep, I think I see he's gone, too. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that had to be phenomenal watch like just a spinning circle i see three spinning circles i'm like what's going on here i'm like yeah. oh gone he's yeah. like yeah it looks like it I'm like, all right and then detroit beastie comes on we get a ton of good content with him and he's telling us the numbers on bottom of the barrel which you have to yeah. check out dfscheatsheet.com check him out at detroit beastie guys just kills it man works his ass off and, you know, everyone wants to watch all these national TV shows and get the information from them. You know, most of these guys are getting their information from interns. Chris is doing the work, busting his ass. And there are so many times we could make an entire best of show of just times Chris absolutely killed it with his projections. I mean, Naheem Hines, nobody was picking. He told us week one, grab Naheem Hines. Anybody who got him, you've scored plenty of points in fantasy with Naheem Hines. Definitely check them out, bottom of the barrel. Let's finish our week 14 preview. Before we move on, we got the Ravens and the Browns on Monday Night Football. This is a huge game as far as playoff implications. It could have been up there for game of the week. So many game of the week possibilities after we got into the second half of our list here. Like our first five games, like, yeah, we really got to do this. We got a full 16-game schedule, too. But the Browns welcome in the 7-5 and five Baltimore Ravens, the Ratbirds, into Cleveland for Monday Night Football. Who are you liking this one, man? Stage is yours, my friend. Okay. Listen, last week, the Browns, they looked wonderful in the first half. Kevin Stefanski, there's no reason he should not be in the top one or two for Coach of the Year. A rookie head coach coming in to Cleveland, a perennial loser, coming off a offseason where he couldn't even meet with his team. 
I mean, just COVID, everything this team has dealt with, not having Denzel Ward, not having Miles Garrett for a few games, losing your best guard in Wyatt Teller for a few games, basically throwing out scraps on defense and Andrew Sandejo, who is just the eye of Cleveland, the apple of the eye of Cleveland right now. They hate him, and it's terrible here. I feel bad for the guy. But everything they did last week, wonderful. But the thing that separates this game and everything that was great about last game is the fact that the Baltimore Ravens can get to the quarterback. This game will come down to what number six does when the defense is coming at him. When he's got time to stand there, when he is calm in the pocket, he's as good as any quarterback in the league. He is that talented. That's why he was the number one pick. But we've seen how shaky and terrified he can get when the pocket collapses around him. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. seen it. And the Browns fan in me says, oh, man, this is a trap game. This is bad. This Something's going to happen. But this isn't the same Browns we've been watching for years. This is a team that is very well coached. The way they went into that Tennessee Titans game, excellent, excellent game plan. Stefanski was a maestro on offense. Those play calls, perfect. Joe Woods, Joe Woods' game plan against the Texans or the Titans in the first half, excellent. Joe Woods skyrocketing. Might be a guy who gets looked at for head coaching jobs. Maybe not this year, but next year. That's how good the guy is. He's really good. Obviously, he showed that. But Yannick Ngakwe, he's in Baltimore now. He can get to the quarterback. Take the Browns. Take the Browns the will Browns. win this game 26-20 oh. to 20 over the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Listen. there it is. The Browns are not your Browns that we've watched for 20-some years. This is a different team. Yeah. And it scares me to pick them. It does. But that's because I've been scarred so many damn times. Yes. But this isn't the team the Browns faced week one, and this isn't the team the Ravens faced week one. These are two totally different teams. How do you beat the Ravens? Maintain gap integrity. We saw Lamar Jackson take off for, what, 40-yard touchdown run? Why? Because Leighton Vander Esch decided he was just going to run to the right rather than maintain his gap. Had he maintained his gap, that is a two-yard run. Yeah, (laughs) that's all there is to it. Now, Drew, go ahead. Um, yeah. So to agree with a lot of points, as far as Kevin Stefanski and the way he called that game, the reason Baker was able to look as good as he did because they were ahead of the sticks. All for ahead of the sticks, which pulls in the play action. They weren't in third and twelves. Um, that first half from the Browns was like, oh shit. Okay. Um, you know, I've sat here and questioned Baker. Um, and he deserved to. I, I think it was deserving. I think Baker's been really inconsistent. That he was fantastic. Kevin Stefanski deserves all the credit in the world for the way that he called that game. At the same time, I'm taking the goddamn Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) Here's the reason. Baltimore needs this. Baltimore, they've had their issues. I I honestly believe Baltimore's a better team than they played. Um, We've touched on this. They've had the inability to run kind of a lot of the same things they did last year. Yep. With with having multiple three tight end packages and really giving Lamar Lamar Jackson options and, and the leagues the leagues a year ahead on, on Lamar Jackson as well. However, I uh, 
I really want the Browns to win this game, so I'm going to fade their ass. Um, I just think that what the Browns do is when there's always sunshines and rainbows, they shit on it because that's what the Lions do. So it's not years and years and years. It's nothing more than me just like knowing how the process of life works as a fan of of our teams. And this is the time where everything great after that last week that you guys had just kind of it's not the same. And I hope I'm wrong, but I'll take Baltimore. This is a tough game, man. I just hope it's a good game at least. Do not if the Browns get blown out, man. Cleveland's going to be the most depressing city on the planet come Tuesday morning. And now we have finished our week 14 preview. It is time for Drew to take over. Ward's Wagers sponsored by Latani CBD olive oil available at lataniproducts.com within the next week. Drew 43-18 and 2 against spread in 2019. 2 and 1 last week, 15-11 and 1 on the year. Brother, hit us with what you got. Um yeah, I really hope the Browns win, by the way. Um, all right, so first game, Arizona at the New York Giants. Giants getting a point and a half. I'm still taking Arizona on the road. Um, Atlanta at the Chargers. We touched on this game a little bit earlier. I'm going to take the Chargers. I think the Chargers aren't as bad as they were last week. Um, Anthony Lynn in the Pearl Harbor thing. I don't, I don't know. Anthony Lynn's a weird guy. Come on, Anthony um, and finally, the Saints at, at Philadelphia. The, the Philadelphia's getting a touchdown, seven points. I'm still taking the Saints. Um, listen, Jalen Hurts might have a decent game. I think the Saints are good. Uh, Taysom Hill might throw for anywhere between eight to 900 yards. Um, so look out for, for Taysom Hill in your fantasy leagues. I think you meant eight to nine yards. <laughs> oh, with oh Taysom Hill. I'm sorry. Eight, or 80 or 90, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Taysom is the great Mormon Tebow wild card. Excellent. I mean, he's done an excellent job. And Sean credit Sean Payton for building what they've built. Let's recap your picks. Go ahead and recap your picks real quick yep. for anyone who didn't pick them up. We're going Arizona minus a point and a half at the Giants. We're taking the Chargers at home, getting two and a half against the Atlanta Falcons, and then we're going to take the Saints minus seven at the uh, the Jalen Hurts Eagles. I feel like that Saints game, that's it feels like easy money, but it can also be a trap game. Like that's- I, it, it, it did feel – so here's the deal. 64% of the money is on New Orleans. I thought it would be more. I thought it would be more. I thought it would be – Give a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. And I'm interested to see what he becomes this week. We'll definitely have to have Chris Infante come back off or come back in the off season. Thank you to everyone who joined the show tonight. It's been a weird show. It's our first show back in two weeks, and we had so many crazy technical issues, but it was still a great full show, brother. Anything else you want to get off your chest tonight? No, no. Listen, man. Every uh, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, and uh, and we'll be back next week. It looks like, by the way that the Rams are kicking the shit out of the Patriots. They are at 17 nothing as we are moving forward. here. still sitting on his, oh, Pats. Let's go, Pats. It, hey. it, it's a long game. You could I be went right. down to the bar. Yeah. I grabbed some chowder. I just wanted to pass the win, bro. I go ahead <laughs> to donkeys right after this, take a UE head right back to Grandma's house. You know how I do. That's what we do here. 
That's how I do it. If you got a problem with the Pats, you got a problem with me, bro. You want to go? You got something to say to me? And we go outside right now. I'll fight your ass out by the car. <laughs> I don't know how the hell we got under that. But one more thing know. before we get out of here tonight. The Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes, not playing Michigan for the first time in over 100 years since World War One, And then they get in to the Big Ten championship game anyway. Was that the right thing to do and change the rules for the Ohio State Buckeyes for the Big Ten? Yes, because even in theory, if they would have lost that game to Michigan, they'd still be in the Big Ten title game. So these are the facts. We move. And and by the way, Michigan. I'm not saying Michigan ducked them. Um, well, Michigan would. Michigan was asking for, please, you got you, you got COVID test, you got COVID positive test. They were out there looking for that shit. Um, Jim Harbaugh had that team in Indian sweatshop. I already told you, yeah. man. He was in there sweating in his khaki. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, we all got fevers in here. We all got fevers. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. brother. Um, yeah, Excellent Dukedom. show tonight, minus the fact that we had all these goddamn technical issues tonight. But, hey, we will be back next week. We will have fun. And, yes, Chris, as we had another Chris here, my dad, Chris Somerville, and Michigan still sucks. That they do. It is 933. Michigan does still suck. We've been inundated by a bunch of Chris's tonight. Brought in a new sponsor, Latani CBD Olivo, the official sponsor of Ward's Wagers. Thank you to that. Yes. Thank you for Chris and Fonte. At, by the way, we're, we're way in the green at this point. Definitely are. So Thank you to Chris and Fonte of Philly Sportsnet at Infante54 on Twitter for joining us. Thank you to Ed Detroit Beastie for joining us. Sucks we had the technical problems with his internet tonight. I just peered on you. We will get him next week. We will have fun. We will be back. And remember, as always, like, subscribe, and share. And if you remember to live the life you love, you'll love the life you live. Good night, kids.